Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio What's going on, everybody? We are back. This is episode 178 of the Dark Windows podcast. My name is Kevin. I'm Kevin, and that was a and tangent. You are so lucky that you're going to miss the first uh, eight and a half minutes of this episode because it was uh, completely useless, I think. That was definitely a good Patreon episode. That, that wasn't. That was just us bitching about religions and shit. Yeah, but it was a good conversation. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, you got some <laughs> bullshit this week, right? Well, I mean, I got bullshit. Well, what you got? A lot of bullshit. Because the cube decided that you had to do a crime. Yes, the dice roll the, the, of, of said cube. You cannot use the D word. What? It's not a dice. It's the cube. Oh, I'm sorry. The roll of the the cube. The cube is spoken. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. You need a sound effect for that. Right? Would that be, that be you know, or would it be like... I think it's like a, like, like a lightning strike, just... Yeah, something like that. And then you hear, spoken. And then you just hear, Flablooker. <laughs> no. No. That, we were doing good, and you ruined it with your fucking dumb brain. <laughs> Shut up. Well, okay. So, as I said to Kevin last week, he kind of inspired me to do something. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> to do uh, something uh, from the 1800s uh, for a crime. And I was going to do something, like, kind of wild, wild west-ish. Okay, he's going to talk about the clan and how everybody they killed had it coming. You fucking know it. <laughs> God, I wish they could have gotten their hands on some Jews. That would have been great. Uh, no. Gypsies. Or them, them black Jews. And just I don't know. Double down. No, I was just thinking gypsies. Just gypsies. Black <laughs> Catholic Jews. <laughs> We'll get them all in one shot. So Kevin, uh, yeah, he, like I said, he inspired me to do something from from uh, the 1800s, late 1800s. Um, and I was kind of mulling it over. And I kind of, I was like, eh, I, don't know. I mean, there's a standard, you know, Jesse James and some other ones. You can't do Jesse James in one episode. No. Though. And uh, a few others. I was like, eh, I don't know. Uh, I did find another. I did find another one that. Um, but here's the question that, with with Jesse James: Is that a crime or is that a badass? I think that would fall into the more into the realm of badass. Well, technically, let's see because that's a more of a badass 
But even though tech, you, you think about it, his entire adult life was a nonstop crime spree from the time he turned like thirteen. True, until he but died. there's not like a, um, kind of like a planned out, uh, go roll the bank. You know, go like not like a plan out type of thing where you staked it out. Um. You know, did some surveillance on it, and then you did the hit. I mean, I'm pretty then, sure they did that. No. They just fucking just walked in into like, give they, us your fucking money, They would have staked it out for a little bit first. Yeah. What? Ten minutes? It's still something. Yeah, but there's not not like the one I'm going to cover. Ah. Okay? The one I'm going to cover, same time frame, but more, let's say, uh, almost like modern day. The modern day people would be like, like... Bravo, bravo, motherfuckers. So, like, Larry Phillips, if he hadn't, you know, suck started his, uh, his Beretta, would have been like, these guys are pretty good at this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, and I did find another, actually, another one. Um, I'll have to look through, and I'll, at some point, maybe have to cover that one. Um, okay. But, yeah. And also, got to mention, uh, so... This is nothing to do with this the episode, but if you head out over to Patreon, hell fucking um, yes. Sometime maybe this week or next week, whatever yeah, it'll be this week. Whatever we want to do. Uh, it's uh, Patreon.com forward slash Dark Windows Podcast. Yes, we're back. We, um, I am going to be covering a small little another little bank heist. A second, we're going to get doubling up on the bank heist. Ooh, yeah. Okay, so um. We'll get another little small one we'll talk about, which was just as good as this one, but actually better because more money was stolen. And then <laughs> next week, it is just Mexican drug cults galore. Nice. It's going to be fucking wild. I really, really hope that eventually my head is not found sewn to a turtle for talking about it. So yeah, that's okay. good luck. Well, anyway, yeah. so let's get into this. On uh, this all starts off on the morning of. We're gonna do like a little time, time jump. We're gonna go oh. jump ahead, then we're gonna jump back. Okay, so on the morning of January twenty sixth, eighteen seventy six, a woman screamed from her bedroom window. <laughs> you know, something like that. I don't know. Maybe it was like something more of a loud, loud pitch scream. I don't know. But you, you can get that high. Go for it. No, I can't. Mm-hmm. No. She, she screamed from a bedroom w- window that burglars had robbed the Northampton National Bank. This is close to home. Okay. Only a state away. New York? Nope. Um, and that they had captured her husband. The news sent out Northampton Mass ah. as a small... Northampton. Uh, yes. A small industrial city into a frenzy. Several men walking to work at the shoe factory heard the woman and notified the police promptly. What unfolded next caused great excitement in the town and went down in the U.S. history as the largest bank robbery ever. Well, until the aforementioned one I said at the, before we started the, the episode. Yeah, and then, you know. Which was larger than this one. It, it, okay, let's put it this way. At it, the time, it was the largest bank robbery in the 1800s. <laughs> it was the, No, it was the largest bank robbery at that time, at, in 1876. That's exactly what I just said. You said 1800s, and I said no, because ex- 
actually two years later, ah. there was a bigger one. Okay. <laughs> but neither one of these were shit compared to some of the stuff that's happened since then. Well, we'll see if that's what, uh, if that, uh, if you say that after yeah. this. Let's see. So that morning, seven men from New York City came all the way up to little old Northampton, Massachusetts. Well, it wasn't that morning they did, but they were up there. Right. Um, and they made off with $1.6 in cash and bonds. Fuck, that's a lot of money. Today, that was roughly equivalent to $26 million. Yeah, that's a, that's a pile. Yeah. So, I mean. Oh, this is out in western Massachusetts. It doesn't even exist. Western Massachusetts is just a fucking wasteland of trees. There's nothing else there. It exists. Yeah, vaguely. It's there. (laughs) (laughs) So, the reason why this was so big and confounding that it happened was that the bank had recently installed a new bank vault that was thought to be impenetrable. Okay? And now, I do have to have a side note for this before we go any further because that I found on the web <laughs> this is this is going to blow some people's minds that there's a hard cop that that there's a copy of a book that details this whole account, okay? And it's selling for $275. That's not bad. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. For I mean that's that's quite a lot of money for a uh, you know, a 1876 or whatever the maybe 1878 you know whatever the just a guess of when it was published yeah of the whole account of how it happened yeah I, I've definitely looked at books that are like that expensive and gone you know what that's a car payment I should probably not yeah my but wife I mean, will kill me with this thing but that I mean that's kind of cool that you know there's a company that's selling. An original copy of this whole heist, uh, yeah, you know, in, its, in its entirety, like a first-hand account kind yep. of thing. Um. So anyway, back to this. So we're gonna go a little back for further, okay? Before the bank heist happened, and start off with the, you know, t- I'm gonna kind of tell you about the town. So, Matt. Northampton, Massachusetts, as Kevin said, is in the western side of Massachusetts. Yeah. It's a mostly a it's, farming community. Yeah, it's like central western. And but... the farmers who would need to borrow money later on from the bank didn't like, didn't necessarily like banks, didn't like to do that. So they would actually turn to neighbors or extended family um, to actually borrow money. Yeah, because back then, banks were fucking shiftier than they are yeah. now. Like, they could just, out of the blue, go, yeah, you know what? You don't have any money here anymore. Yeah. And you owe us some money, so if you don't pay us, we're going to just take all your shit. Yeah. Which yeah. is why so many bankers got fucking killed, because they just go out with paperwork, and some farmer goes out and cuts them in half with a fucking 12-gauge. Yeah, so... I don't know you shit, fucker. <laughs> so if they, if they needed money, they would borrow it, you know, like I said, from a neighbor or extended family. And they would actually keep their savings... At home, or lent to someone in the community in exchange for a personal note. You know, just basically says, "Hey, you know, um, you no, know, kind of like I'll give you this money, but you know, 
when I call in my note, I want my money back in return. Right. You know, just so that, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's your kind of security type of thing. This is pre-hiding it in the mattress. Or, well, this is hiding it in the mattress. Yeah. You know? Well. Because you got to, I mean, no, you don't trust the bank. Probably still shouldn't, but that's okay. But, you know, farmers were slow to trust banks because, you know, as Kevin said, they're shifty. Yeah. Um, and they didn't really become popular with them until the 1820s and into the 1830s. Uh, Northampton National Bank was actually established in 1833. So it wasn't – they didn't have a bank. That, right. Them. You know, so Fuck. what the hell, you know? So a new thing comes about. It's kind of like this telephone or lights. You know, what the hell? Blockbuster. You... Remember when Blockbuster first came to town? We are like, fuck yeah. Well, that was just because it, you know, meant you could rent more movies. Exactly. They had more stuff. New shit. I mean, I don't know. I never was big on, like, going to stuff like that because that was, like, a, a special treat for me as a kid. Well, same, yeah. You know, get to go to... The local uh, video, video like, world. place, yeah, video <laughs> rent. Well, yeah, we didn't have. I mean, video world. Shit, was we like used to rent them at Camudas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, video rental place was like you know, ooh, okay, that's a Friday night. Yeah, you know, every couple Fridays you get that and some pizza. Oh yeah, it was the shit. Yeah, that's you know, one of those cool things. And if you were like, if you were being good, occasionally you could rent like a PS One game, which was rad. See. You remember being able to just fucking throw a disc in and play a game and I have to sit there for five fucking hours while your thing downloads it so you can play it off the fucking disc and then you can't play it without the fucking disc? That's how we used to like like to <sighs> the good old days. Buy game like, you know, we'd rent a game. Like I walked into video one and somebody was pl- behind the counter, they were playing RBI baseball three. I think it was, and I was like, "Holy shit, they're a lot bigger." Yeah, I want to play. Awesome. I want to play that. So, rented the fucking game, played it. Okay, well, um, maybe I might, you know, see if I can get that for Christmas or a birthday. Yeah, you know, yeah. But you didn't have to sit there while your Nintendo fucking processed the cartridge for four hours, staring at your screen. Going, I just want to play it. I know. Huh. Shitty. So, uh, the bank wasn't established till eighteen thirty three. Now that we're done complaining about being old men. (laughs) Uh, As New England was converting from a barter economy to a more modern monetary system, and two years later, 1835. You ever think we should go back to that, though? What? A barter system? Be like, uh, I have things that you would like, and I need services done. I don't believe that's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I'd be okay with it. I kind of like it. Um. Two years later, in 1835, when a canal connected the town to the Connecticut River and trade routes to New Haven, um, Northampton began to grow. Mm-hmm. As they do. Yep. Um, the arrival of the railroad in 1845 helped the town establish itself as a small industrial center. There it is. Railroad comes to town and you get big. Yep. The arrival of the railroad... Uh, oh, I missed... Whoops. <laughs> you asshole. Yeah, start down again. Asshole. Yeah. Okay. So as population and prosperity grew, so did the Northampton National Bank. By 18, the 1870s, it was one of the leading financial institutions in the community of 25,000 people. 
1874, Northampton National Bank officers decided to improve security by installing one of Linus Yale's new cylinder pin tumbler locks. Now, before I go any further, this is kind of weird because the what I work for, mm-hmm. we actually use Yale, Yale locks. locks. That's what we have on the, the building at work. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, I know that fucking name. That's so now, cool. Did you, did you guys do the locks there? I don't know. I hope not because somebody fucked up because our <laughs> our maintenance guy has a uh, a master key that unlocks every door in that building except for one of them, hmm. which is a different fucking lock. <laughs> yeah. Key doesn't even go into it. Like No, I don't I don't think weird. we did, but uh, I think they hired someone else. Probably. Probably Low is bitter. That's that's how they do shit. Yeah. Which is why we have a five million dollar building with fucking water leaks everywhere. Yeah. So the new cylinder tumbler lock system by Linus Yale, which had been invented just previous, um, could be open only with a key and combination. Okay. Now they hired the Herring Safe Company and a man who came uh, and the man who came to town to install the the new high-tech security system was a Herring employee named William Edson. Okay. You said that like I was supposed to recognize the name. Nope. Okay. Uh, what was not known was that Edson was linked to the Rufus Ring. <laughs> Inside who, job. I love it. Yeah. Who were well, a well-known group of bank robbers who specialized in breaking into new combination lock vaults. Well, they didn't really specialize it. They just fucking were given the... As I say, you don't have to specialize it. Specialize in cracking locks when somebody's like, hey, fucker, here's the key and the combo. Yeah. Enjoy. Exactly. You know, fucking kick me my 25% or whatever. And... Uh-huh. So in a string of bank robberies that stretch from Louisville, so I'll call it Louisville, and I'm simply like, it's not, that's not how you say it. Louisville where? Kentucky. I'm pretty sure it's Louisville, but... No, so or, or no, my sister-in-law pronounced it Louisville. Yeah, she lives in Alabama. No, she doesn't. My sister-in-law? Oh, she lives in Oregon. Oh, well, whatever. She's lived a lot of places. She lived. Yeah, in- but she's from Kentucky, so. Uh, no, she's from a fucking Long Island. Oh, gross. Then she Even lived worse. in Connecticut. Then she lived in Kentucky, and then she lived in Oregon. Hmm. So, well, lived in Vermont too. And they may as well have a fucking second home in Hawaii from what I've seen on Facebook. <laughs> <That's> Assholes. <true. laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, in a string of robberies that stretch from Louisville, Kentucky, because I'm going to say it how I want to, to Elmira, New York, uh, three of the gang leaders, Robert Scott, James Dunlap, and Billy Connors, uh, <laughs> had led... And in uh, what you could have just picked three other generic white names that I wouldn't have fucking known any difference. <laughs> Bill Williams, Ted Johnson, and uh, Chris Marshall. There you go. Just we could fucking interchange them, and these they would never know. Well, because it's just you know, these are it's those are the guys' names. Crazy. Um, they had led an ingenious and determined group of thieves. Uh, Edson, who arranged. To make copies of the bank keys for the gang in previous robberies probably tipped them off to the quite lucrative amount of cash reserves stored in the vault. Because he, you know, guarantees some. Yeah. So in November of 1875, three of the gang's leaders began visiting the town to scout out the bank and lay 
and the and actually the layout of the town. Because mm-hmm. you know, you gotta have to do that because if you're gonna get away, you gotta know best way to get out. Yeah. Um, it would take them two weeks during this time. <clears throat> it would take them two weeks during this time. The men tracked uh, bank operations and employees, observed the routine of the bank cashier and the night watchman. Also, they observed the deputy sheriff, and f- they also during this time found places to hide the loot and plan their entry in- into the vault and. In- the all-important thing of the escape route. Right. Then on November 22nd, Edson arrived in town and met with bank officials on Herring Company business. Mm-hmm. And he examined the vault with the permission of the bank manager and under the guise of adjusting the vault key for a better fit. He made a wax copy. <laughs> <laughs> That's still a common thing. People will make a... Uh... A wax imprint of a key, and you can still cut a key off of that. Yeah. Well, before he left, he and the manager agreed that the cashier should be the only person to know the combination of the lock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, now, I was going to just kind of, you know, just wing everything, but I found actually a timeline of when everything happened. Okay. So, I was like, you know what? Why try to, you know, just read through everything and then try to remember it and write it all down and go from there? Why not just go off the timeline that's there? That's probably the best policy, yeah. 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 So here's a timeline of proceedings that from, you know, everything right up to the robbery. So Monday, January 25th, all systems were go. At 4 p.m., Northampton Bank closed. The cashier, Whitesley... Uh, walked the several blocks to his home. Shortly after midnight, the Rufus ring broke into Whitesley's house. They wore masks made by cutting the legs off men's drawers and pulling them over the head with holes cut in for eyes. You know, that those aren't CDC approved. Well, they didn't have to be. Uh, <laughs> for everybody else's protection, they should have been. I know. Fucking, yeah, whatever. Well, anyway. They spoke to each other by number instead of name. Quickly they and quickly and quietly they woke the seven occupants of the house, handcuffed them, and bound all but Mr. Whitesley in the room in the same room. By one twenty a.m., they had isolated Whitesley and began torturous interrogation. At first, the cashier refused to give the lock combination, then gave a false one. But the thieves made him repeat the number, and when he could not, they knew he was lying. Under considerable pressure, the cashier eventually gave in, believing that the gang would never be able to open the safe without the co- the key to accompany the combination. Which they already had. Uh, you know, <laughs> they did, he didn't know that. So what? Give us the combination, yeah. or I'm going to smash your balls yeah. with this Bible. Yeah. Uh, three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just three. That's the only one I can remember. <laughs> well, you know, he didn't know that they actually had a copy of the key. They probably had Surprise. the fucking combination, too. Well, so just before 4 a.m., the thieves left him and took off for the bank. Mm-hmm. 
from their observation, they knew that the night watchman left at four. Okay. Right. And the bank would be unguarded until it opened for the day a few hours later. So probably what, like six? Uh, it's farm town. Yeah. So yeah, six, fucking sun comes up, everything's open. Yeah. So at six thirty on the morning of the the twenty sixth, a man walking to work heard Mrs. Whitesley scream from from her house. We've come full circle. Yes. <laughs> Back to the beginning. And she and her scream was, "They've taken my husband and are robbing the bank." They're all at the bank. Please help my husband. (laughs) Shut up, bitch. (laughs) But of course, by then, it was too late. The thieves had made off with the cash, (laughs) stocks, and bonds. They'd already robbed the bank, hogtied, and raped her husband. (laughs) (laughs) Squeal, boy. Squeal like a pig. I don't think they want him to squeal. (laughs) What's my number? What's my number? (laughs) I don't Uh, know. So one month later, on February 28th, the first good lead in the case arrived in the form of a letter to the bank. It was a ransom note that included two of the stock certificates to improve authenticity. <laughs> the bank stalled for months, sending partial replies. At one point, the crooked locksmith, Edson, met with the bank manager claiming to be an innocent go-between. Yeah. 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 The manager offered a $60,000 ransom, Jesus but Christ. the ring turned it down, demanding $150,000. Mm-hmm. Nine months later, Connors met with the president of the bank, who again offered only $60,000. Jesus Christ. Why is nobody following this asshole somewhere and finding where he's meeting with these guys? Well, all the while, detectives from the Pinkerton Agency, a bunch oh, of assholes. Yeah, so these pieces of shit under the picture. Yeah. Uh, were hired by the bank just four days after the robbery and were tracking the thieves. Nearly one year after the robbery, ringleaders Dunlap, Scott, and Connors were arrested. Uh, the, the Pinkertons fucking sucked, but they were really good at what they did. They did. They were. Wow. Um, Edson turned state's evidence, and the rest of the men were never charged. Uh, the security... So, the... the, the... Locksmith gets charged, right? Yep. The guys that actually rob the bank and kidnap a man face no charges. No, 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 no. He turned the guy that made the key. Yep. Turned on him. Yep. Okay. Um, I thought you said the other men face no charges. No, no, uh, no, no, no. The rest of the men that were involved in it. So, so the three ring leader, three three ring leaders mm-hmm. were charged. Okay. Okay. Edson wasn't because he turned state's evidence, and the right. rest of the men involved weren't. Huh, okay. I, th- I misheard that then because I was like, wait a minute. What the fuck? This guy turns on him, and they're like, ah. No. Just these fucking kids and just turn them loose? No. Uh, the securities were sold out of bonds and stocks, got returned, but the cash was never, fuck that. ever. Cash was never, ever recovered. No. So, <laughs> Yeah. That's uh, the Northampton bank robbery. Nice. Um, the yeah, it was it was just. Uh, I mean, what I guess what later happened was um, with the three men, so Dunlap, Scott, and Connors, they went to jail, spent did their time in jail. Um, I believe it was. I think one of them actually like appealed his 
conviction and mm-hmm. got out. Hey. You know, the other one, the, the rest of them spent their time. I think they only did like 20, so, they did like 20 years. So, you know, the, the one that got out first took all that fucking money and skated. Like, it was hid somewhere, and he's like, hey, you guys are going to be gone for a little bit. By the time you get out of prison, you'll probably have forgotten that we robbed a bank for a bunch of money. I know I won't. <laughs> probably. But I As he's know. bought himself an entire building just made out of fucking laudanum and, and whores, I'm assuming, at this point in time. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Do you know what the f- do you know what laudanum is? It's equal parts whiskey, opium, and fucking mercury, which is why everybody was addicted to it. That's I can see the opium. Yeah, opium and whiskey. You... I mean, you know, alcoholism's a thing. Yeah, but it's the opium that makes you addicted. I mean, alcohol's pretty addictive too. Yeah, but, uh... but it doesn't hook you like the opium does because the opium hooks you quick. Right, but you know, alcohol's also fun. But uh, mercury, I'm not real sure why that one's in there, but it is. killed you. I feel like we've mentioned that before in an episode somewhere fucking years ago, but, you know. I don't think so. Pretty sure we did. Might have, I, I, I'm pretty confident we've talked about it somewhere. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But, um, so that's what you got? Yeah. Cool. So, since you talked a bunch, um, yeah, so... We are, like we mentioned before, we're, we're restarting Patreon. Um, so five bucks a month, I, we kind of simplified it instead of having fucking a, a $1, a $2, a $5, $10, $20, all these other fucking tiers. Five bucks a month gets you an extra episode every week. That's that's a dollar an episode, basically. It's pretty not bad. Um, no. The Patreon episodes are probably going to be a little bit more of a shorter form, like 15, 20, 25, 30 minutes, somewhere in there. Um, but you're, 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 for five bucks, you're getting an extra episode every week. And we've already got a small backlog of three <laughs> that we recorded before. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's just something if you want a little extra. If you're not sick and tired of listening to our fucking terrible voices after... 178 episodes at this point in time. Fucking go check it out. Um, our first Patreon is actually a cursed episode <laughs> that we recorded when Seth was still on the show. And I went to upload that one in my fucking computer committed. Uh, Sebaku? It didn't like slice its guts open or anything, but it was like, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that I'm not alive anymore. Oh. And, uh, proceeded to shit its britches uh-huh. and uh we lost our first like 85 episodes that i had saved and our original theme music which is why we have our awesome new theme music that we've had for quite some time um but yeah it was a local true crime of a fucking atrocious murder that took place uh about an hour and a half north of here so it was not fun to record because you know who really wants to talk about child murder no i didn't particularly but i had a book about it so <laughs> you know it's one yeah. thing to read this stuff and go oh this is gross oh fuck i have to actually say this ew <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah five bucks a month fucking hop on and we actually uh went to uh actually i showed kevin where um the person was uh uh they killed her captured well well whatever she was killed and where she was, you know, was incarcerated. Yeah. More importantly, where she was killed. 
because if anybody ever deserved to get killed, it was her. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, give us, give us a, you know, give it, give it a shot. See what you think. And, uh, you know, hop on for the month and be like, okay, they've only got like six episodes. Cool. I'm going to drop off. That's fine. Come back in a couple months and we have more. Fuck it. You know, whatever you want to do. But, um, also go over to studio, uh, check out some headphones, some earbuds, a speaker, um, throw whatever you want in your cart, put in the checkout code dark windows 15 for 15% off your entire order. Um, get some badass, very well-made audio devices. Um, you can also go over to ageofradio.org and listen to, you can actually listen to every episode of this shit we've ever done over there. Um, you can actually find your also, blah, you can also find your next favorite podcast over there. We've got something for everybody. We've got true crime. We've got history. We've got whatever the fuck we do. Um, unsolved murders. There's fucking comic books and beer and motivational shit and sports and movies. There's, there's a little bit of everything there for everybody. So All that motivational yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be motivated, which I find to be highly dangerous because uh, motivated people scare me. Yeah. And I'm not one of them. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, check that out. You can also go to Facebook and punch in Dark Windows Podcast. We're the only one that will pop up. Uh, we are on Instagram and Twitter at Dark Windows Pod. Um, if you want to check out any of our personal shit, uh, I am Kev Carlton on Facebook, um, and I am at Kevin Sucks at Stuff on Instagram, which, if you want to look at pictures of fucking dumb shit I'm doing around my house and a partially disassembled rifle that I haven't finished yet, that's what you're going to find. And pictures of tools, because every time I get a new power tool, I'm like, hey, look, I get to share this, because, you know, I'm a piece of shit, so. <laughs> you put t- pictures of power tools on Instagram? Yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair and enough. I tag Milwaukee in them because I'm like, maybe they'll say something. Maybe they'll send me a battery. That'd be cool. Ooh, you know? Maybe they'll sponsor you. Red Power? Or something. Fuck yeah. I don't know. What the fuck is Milwaukee Power Tools going to sponsor our show for? Uh, no, we no, haven't no, done no, an no. episode I, on Dahmer yet. I didn't say you. <laughs> I didn't say me. I said you. They'll reach out to you and be like, hey, you want to. Yeah. Know? Hey, do you want to like be sponsored by our tools where you do not so good stuff because you don't have a lot of talent or skill with them? Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I don't care. You know, I'll take it. And uh, you can find me. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm Kevin Carthier. Did you almost just say my name? I did. You I'm son so, of a I'm bitch. I'm so used to fucking like saying, you know, mm-hmm. that this whole part, you know, I'm like, oh, fuck. Anyway. He yeah. hate us because he ain't us. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm Kevin Heyer. And you'll find me posting on there. Um, also, on I'm on Instagram. Um I'm speedy802, S-P-E-D-I-E-802. And you'll find mostly, like, me poaching, yeah, poaching, posting pictures of my dog. Um, I love how the longer we go, the less you know how to talk. I know. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. You'll find me poaching eggs and stuff. Yeah, so. you know, I'll be poaching the eggs and, you know, posting pictures of my dog. Um, my German Shepherd, she just, uh. Had to have surgery. She got her nuts cut off. She didn't have nuts. Her lady nuts. Yes, her lady nuts. Yes. She had to have surgery. And yeah, she can't have puppies anymore. She's very sad. Probably not. No, she's not. She doesn't even know. She's a fucking psycho, so I don't think she really cares. 
<laughs> uh, Kevin always says that because he tries. She tries to bite his hair. Dude, that dog is such a terrorist. I'm surprised she hasn't joined fucking ISIS yet. <laughs> Except they don't like dogs, from what I remember from well, about 16 months ago, where that one dude got his fucking just his guts ripped out by a dog that they mm. turned loose in a cave on him. Speaking of that, which is awesome. Fuck that guy. That dog's a hero. <laughs> Speaking of that, so side note. I don't know if anybody – I don't know if we had posted it on the Facebook page or whatever um, or if – some. I don't know if somebody shared it or whatever it was, but I saw it. So luckily to us um, on Highway uh, 89 just over New Hampshire because 89 runs from, uh, from Burlington, Vermont, all the way through – into New like Hampshire. Like White River and then down to New Hampshire. It goes like out in New Hampshire all the way to 93? Yeah. Yeah, where it junction to 93. And then you can go to then, Manchester and then you go up the Maine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it kind of junctions and you go south. Well, anyway, closer to us on 89, uh, there was a car accident. And uh, um, people were like – Calling into the cop saying that you know there's a dog on the road. Yeah, you know, I saw that. The German yeah. Shepherd. Turns out the cops show up. They're trying to corral the fucking dog, and she's just like, "No." She has a lassie moment and leads them back to Timmy. Well, back to her owner. It's a good and thing the ATF didn't show up because they would have just shot it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they they so she leads them back to there. Okay, and they're like, "Oh shit!" You know, there's a, a car accident. Okay, well, let's try to get, you know, dog so she doesn't get hurt. Well, no, she's, like, trying to show more that, you know, where, you know, where to go. Mm-hmm. Turns it, you know, because her, her owner and then her owner's friend, I think it was, were ejected from the from the vehicle. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, <laughs> but the shit part is, I, I found this out today, was, yeah, he saved their lives. She saved their lives and everything. Um, but turns out he was actually drunk. The driver or the dog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. This dog. dog is shit faced. We can't believe it. <laughs> Did you give that damn dog a breathalyzer? You make him walk a line. <laughs> we need a blood sample, a blood test. Oh, you're refusing to cuff him. <laughs> Put one paw to your nose and then to the other. Yeah. What? Recite the alphabet backwards. Jim, it's a fucking dog. <laughs> We should have been driving anyway, then. We're going to find a reason to give him a ticket. I don't give a shit if that dog can, you know, dog can't recite the alphabet backwards. It's going to jail. His vaccinations aren't up to date. We're taking him in. You can post post bail in the morning. Yeah. I see your rabies is out of date. Come with us. Come with us. Hands on the back of your head. Back slowly towards the car. I told you to stop being mouthy. Yeah. And again, like I said, if the ATF had shown up, they'd have been like, oh, no, dog. <laughs> Give me back my nightstick. Because yeah. if there's one thing the ATF likes killing more than kids, it's dogs. So they're assholes. Yeah. Fuck all those guys. Yeah. So the guy, so the guy ended up being drunk, but, uh, you know, so he's a whatever. piece of shit, but his dog's a good person. Yeah. Yeah. Fair I mean, enough. He was thankful for his dog. Yeah. And actually saving him. Yeah, he should he should have been thankful for the fact that he was drunk enough to survive a car accident like that. True. Because <laughs> if he had been sober and got ejected, he probably would have died. But being drunk, you just fucking ragdoll and you don't feel any pain. So yeah, well, I mean, he claimed that he had a few drinks beforehand. A few is like six. Well, so that's that's drunk. I don't know. 
but yeah. just felt that, you know, he wasn't drunk, but maybe it was buzz and, you know, okay. I don't know. So I had a beer means I had two beers. I had a couple of beers means I had four beers. I had a few is like six to ten. So this dude was fucking trashed. I guess. I mean. I'm telling you. Beer math is a thing. When I say I have a couple. Liquor means... algebra. <laughs> when I say I have a couple, that means I had two. Again, a couple is two to four. A couple for me is usually eh, a couple beers. It's three. It's right in the middle. It's a couple beers. Aha. Uh-huh. A handful of beers. I had five because, you know, I can still count to five at that point. It's all good. Uh, okay. I had a few beers is like I woke up with a headache the next morning. That's a few beers. Uh, and I've had more than one night where I've had a few beers. I mean, when I say a few beers, I'm talking like a six pack plus a little extra. Six to ten is a few. We just went over this. But it's not like that's that's not like a hangover. That's depending just, on what you're drinking. That's like I, I've had, you know, I've had a few, okay. If I I can, you know, sober up, you know, stop drinking, sober up. Okay, for, first of all, we're not gonna encourage people to drink and drive, so don't take it <laughs> that way. Uh, we've made mistakes though. <laughs> I, I had a night where I left the bar and I was so drunk that I don't remember it really happening. Uh, but I got in my truck, put my seatbelt on, went to put the keys in the ignition, dropped them on the floor, and woke up at 7 o'clock the next morning <laughs> Wow! <laughs> to somebody I mean... tapping on my window. Hey, buddy, you want a coffee? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought I died last night. No, you're okay. You had your seatbelt on. Fucking truck never left the parking spot. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good times. As my mother would have said, why didn't you call me? Yeah, I, my mom, yeah, she'd been like, you could have just called. And I would have been like, yeah, but, you know, driving drunk is uh, kind of in my blood. So I have a genetic predisposition to be a pretty not great driver when I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah. But Well, you also have a paranoid one when you're high. Yeah, I drive real slow when I'm baked. Yeah, but then we and also... And I yell at people at Burger King because it takes them, quote-unquote, too long to give me my food, even though it's been a couple of minutes. <laughs> but then we time warp somehow. Yeah. I think I think we got fucking dusted in our cheeseburgers. Uh, so I'm, that's the only thing I can think. Is no, because that was coming off of the mountain. And you were fucking like... You put fucking PCP in my Whopper or something. I don't remember. <laughs> you were just like... I was really fuck fucking did, high. How the <laughs> fuck did I get down here? What? Really, really fucking high. <laughs> you know this this took high like... high to the point that you when you watch it you look at a, a bonfire and it stops moving high. Well that was a different That's thing. fucking scary. That's happened more than once, buddy. That wasn't time warp. <laughs> no, but still. Well I was I mean that was that high where I saw fucking something glowing outside of my hammock. Yeah, like and you were also freaking out because you thought dog. that there was like beavers that were going to come were. up from the water and attack us. And they I'm like, were going to beavers. Beavers aren't gen- aren't generally known for their aggressiveness. Well, listen, those fuckers were gonna. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't think they. I mean, they didn't. So I don't think they were gonna. Well, they were planning on it. They're okay. fucking plotting on you. <laughs> yeah, they were. After <laughs> whispering to each other, you just hear their teeth clicking. <laughs> yes. And they come up and just bite your nuts off in your sleep. Yeah, I'm like fucking major pain in that you know, situation. Are you plotting on me, ass ass? <laughs> you eyeballing me, boy? Anyway. <laughs> no dirt. So now that we've just been... I don't know. If, did we actually record a topic or we just bullshit the entire time here? Because that's what it feels like we did. But 
We can uh, a topic. Okay, cool. As long as you're good with it. And then we, then we bullshit it a little then bit. we bullshit it some more. Uh, what the hell? We're full of it. Because it's like we went from religion to <laughs> bank robberies to headphones and then drink, like driving drunk. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do any of that stuff. No, Except by headphones. Yes. You should do that. Yes. And go over to Age Radio. And then, you know, listen to all of our shit yeah. and then someone else's shit. Yeah. And um, if you're going to drive drunk, do it in video games. It's way more fun. Yeah, have like eight beers and play Grand Theft Auto. You will not regret it. And and go to you know download your podcast on your favorite. You're really stuck in this fucking podcast thing, aren't you? I am. Jesus, get over it. it. (laughs) 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 All right. Anyway, let's wrap this shit up. We got to record Patreon now. (laughs) So just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. Bye bye. Bye. Go to Patreon. You can hear us again tomorrow. Thank <laughs> you.